This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. Discuss an interesting Shiloh that's probably not relevant for too many people here in this room. But maybe you know people that it is relevant to. The Shiloh is those people that have domesticated animals at home, cats, dogs, birds, and fish. How do you deal with moving them on Shabbos? So obviously the fish is one discussion. They don't move them as much. But if you have more uh, exciting animals, like a cat or a dog, and they jump around. They're, they jump around the house, they jump on the couch, they jump on the bed, whatever, and you want to move them. Are they permitted to be moved on Shabbos? And I think, from the little research that I've done, those who own animals, I don't know how well-versed they are in these halachas. So I don't know if you have an animal, or you know someone that has an animal. It's a good topic to be somewhat familiar with. So there is a halacha in Shulchan Aruch, and some Shin Ches, it's really a Mephorsha Mishnah at the end of Mesech Shabbos. The Mechaber writes, also the Talto, Beheimah Chai Ve'oif. It's not, you're not allowed to move Beheimah Chai Ve'oif. They're 100% mutter to be moved on Shabbos, and really for that matter, Yom Tif. Why? So if you look at the Mishnah the Mishnah Buru says, because we treat animals like we treat Eitzim Vavonim. They're treated like they don't have a shame Kli. And therefore, they are on the lowest level of muktzah. We know when it comes to muktzah, there's different levels. There's hierarchy and different status and categories. And the lowest category is what we call muktzah machmas gufoi, which means it can never, ever be moved. Unlike a klishan lachdalisa that has different times when it may be moved. But this says the Mishtabura is like eitzim vavonim and it can never be moved whatsoever. Mishtabura writes, let's say, for example, you have an animal that's flying around the room and he's about to smash into something expensive. So you want to grab the animal before he, you know, destroys the, the vase. Mishra says you're not allowed to. You have to lose money in order to not be metaltal muktzah. So the Shulchan Aruch seems to be very clear that they're muktzah. The question is, is the Shulchan Aruch's animals the same as our animals today? When he talks about chayyid, beimah, vaifas, and he calls them unused, there's no usage to them. Is he talking about animals that are not domesticated and they're not here for our benefit and they're not here to play with? There is a Taisis in Masech HaShabbos, Taisis calls him Rabbeinu Yosef. And Yosef writes that if you have a baby chick, a baby chick is not muktzah on Shabbos. Why, says Taisus? Because they used to be used to, to calm a child who was crying. They used to have, instead of toys, so when a baby is crying, how do you calm a baby down, says Taisus? You used to give him a little baby chick to play with. So Taisus writes, therefore, it's chazilotinic. If it's chazilotinic, it's not muktzah. So you have a sheet of Taisus, Rabbeinu Yosef, where he clearly holds if you have an animal that's miyuchad, it's designated, its purpose is to play with a child, it now becomes no longer muktzah. Now, if you take a look in that Taisus, Taisus actually argues on Rabbeinu Yosef, and Taisus is 100% not true, I disagree, but there is this sheet of Rabbeinu Yosef. So, according to Rabbeinu Yosef, you have a dog or a cat who's there to play with, that's generally why people get them. Someone told me, I heard this with two people already, that after COVID, there was a large uptick in from people who got pets. Because after COVID, people spent a lot of time alone or with uh, family, and they realized they need more excitement in their life. They don't want to be so lonely. So a lot of from people, or Hamish people, decided to take on you know, cats and dogs or other domesticated animals. Gaim also, I'm saying. The Chiddush is even the from Yidin, but the Gaim have pets all the time. It's not such a Chiddush. They got even more, right? So, it, again, so maybe now the Shail is more relevant. But Taisus writes, Rabbi Yosef writes, that they're not Muktzah. Taisus disagrees. And there happens to be another interesting Machoik, is Mechab and Ramah, later on in Hilchus Muktzah, whether or not a ball is Muktzah. This Mechabah writes, balls are Muktzah and Shabbos. Why is a ball muktzah and Shabbos? So the Mechaber writes, because it's not a kli. If it's not a kli, it's like Eitzim Avonim. If it's like, if it's Eitzim Avonim, it's muktzah. 
The Ramah says, no, kids play with it so it doesn't become muktza. So some people want to say that this should be telling the same Shiloh. So if you have a dog, a cat, even if you hold the dog and the cat is not a kli, but if it's used to be played with, it should become a kli. Now we'll see that that's probably not so connected to each other. The difference between a bull and an animal is going to be significantly different as we'll see in a second. Now there's another machloikis with Shiloh. If you take a look at the Marach or Zerua, the Marach or Zerua was with Chaim or Zerua, the son of the or Zerua that we know of. So there he has a, a safer, in his safer he has an interesting machlekes between him and the rush. He wants to know if you have a bird that sings. It sings. Makes a singing sound, music. Can it be moved on Shabbos? So the marachah is the real paskin's mutter. 100%. It's a kli. It's 100% a kli. Why can't it be moved on Shabbos? It's a kli. And then he quotes from the rush. The rush says, no, animals are not kalim. Animals are not uh, roi for anything. Animals are mutter. So again, we have this concept in the Rishonim, where some Rishonim felt that if you have a use for an animal, either to sing to you, or to play with, or to be, you know, just nice to run around, it becomes a kli. If it becomes a kli, it's taken out muktzah. But Lamaisa in Shulchan Aruch, we don't see such a distinction. Not only that, in Shulchan Aruch, he doesn't even acknowledge these Shittas Rishonim. He doesn't quote Rabbi Yosef, he doesn't quote the Marachas, he doesn't quote any of these Rishonim. It leads us to believe the Shulchan Aruch holds it doesn't matter. No matter what you do with animals, animals can never ever be considered a kli, and animals will therefore always be considered muktzah. If you take a look in 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 Igris Moshe Chelak Dalid, Moshe has a chuva where he talks about a fish tank. Let's say you have a big fancy Why fish tank. Why does it have to be a kli? Because anything that's not a kli is automatically muktzah. In order, does it say that? That's in Hilchah That's one of the usages of Hilchah Shabbos. In order for something to be not muktzah, if it's not a kli, then it's automatically muktzah. That's one of the rules. Now, Ramosha has a chuvah because Ramosha chelik dalid, where he talks about moving a fish tank. And Ramosha passes, you can't move a fish tank on Shabbos because the fish tank has fish in it. It's a boss to the fish, and the fish is muktzah. Can't move the fish tank. It's interesting, if you look in the Ketayis HaShulchan of Chaim Noah, he disagrees. He thinks the fish tank is really more decorative than it is anything. It's not just time to hold fish, it's there to look at it. It's a decorative piece, and therefore it's mutter to move a fish tank. But then there's another interesting thing over here. Ramosha Feinstein has a chuvah in English, Ramosha chelik hey. Any, anyone who's familiar with Igris Moshe knows the Chelake is a little bit questionable. Did he write it? Didn't he write it? What's going on over there? So there, he has a tshuva. They asked they ask Moshe Feinstein, are pets muktza on Shabbos? And Moshe says, pets are muktza, animals are muktza, I'm sorry, animals are muktza. We don't pass them like a baby Yosef. And then in small print he writes, unless they're there as pets, the shashuin, then it's muktza. So it sounds like from Ramosha and the Chuvah that Ramosha holds, that if you have an animal that's there to play with, it's there for fun, then it becomes a cleave, becomes a cleave. It's not muktzah. The problem is that piece of Igor's Moshe was taken out of a different sefer. There's another sefer that we have today. It's from a Yid in Lakewood, a Choshvid. His name is Rapinachas Badner. So he sent the child to Ramosha. And in the back of his sefer, he prints the response that he got from Ramosha. In the response that he got from Ramosha, it's a little different. In the response that he got from Ramosha, it says, Kol Bale Chai Muktzahin. End of story. Nothing to do with pets, yes pets, no pets. Carplanche, all animals are muktzah. So it's almost a contradiction over here what Ramosha really said or what Ramosha didn't say. So they asked Rabbi Rappaport, who's a grandson by Ramosha, they said, what's the story over here? What, what did the Zayda hold? So he said that, he, he claims that many times Ramosha told him that pets that you have at home are not muktzah. Since they're here to play with, they're here to be used, they are absolutely not muktzah. Even though to Rapinachas Badner he did not write that, and that does not seem to be the simple reading of the Shochan Arach, but he claims that Ramayisha told him numerous times that pets are not muktzah. So maybe it's Kedai to be Saimach on Ramayisha, if a person has pets and he wants to move it, he can be Saimach on this Chuvah in Ramayisha. But it's uh, hard to imagine. I don't know, now what else seems to agree to this? If you look in a lot of the Svarim, even those Svarim written by Talmidim of Ramayisha, 
They don't say that uh, it's mutter to move pets. So the, the assumption in La Halacha is that it's absolutely not mutter to move pets. So if you have the cat or the dog that's sitting where you want it to go, you can't move it. You've got to either talk to it, ask it nicely to move, or tilt them on a tzad. But you really can't just pick it up and move it. I asked someone who has cats. I said, did you move your cats on Shabbos? He said, of course I did. What's the shayla? That's exactly the shayla. You can't move. It. You can't really move them on Shabbos. So if you're gonna if you're gonna be a pet owner, it becomes a little tricky. How exactly you supposed to uh, you supposed to move them? That's something else. That's I'm not so talking about. But that's something else. That's a, that, that's why you're allowed to walk it's a dog on Shabbos, right? There's a ran in Shabbos that says the reason why you're allowed to move the animals sometimes is because tzar That's why we're matzah to walk animals on Shabbos because we hold the tzar balachan not to walk them. But you don't have to move the the, the, the dog is sitting on the couch. You want to sit with the dog because you don't have to move it. You just don't sit so there. Sometimes moved it. No, no. Right, right. You were matter because of tzar balachan. We're matter certain things. So it's interesting, if you look in the Aruch HaShulchan, he writes that uh, this is the heart, I mean, the kasha really is, is why can't I be mechina like I can do any other muktzah? Why can't I be mechina? So this is the way many say it is because an animal is by definition not a kli. You can't be mechina an animal. An animal does its own thing. It does what it wants. It answers to nobody. You can't be mechina for a certain purpose. So therefore, even though I could take a rock and be mechina and it doesn't become muktzah, you can't do so with an animal. If you look in the Aruch HaShulchan, he has an interesting line. He writes that animals are the highest level of muktzah. And he writes, he says, there are a lot of women who used to move chickens on the farm, I guess. He says, you have to tell the women you're not allowed to move the chickens. Chickens are muktzah. Now again, that's maybe, not, again, I don't know if the chickens were used like we use dogs and cats, but you could argue that all of these Achrayim and the Rishayim are all talking about when you're not using it in a domesticated, playful way. If you're just using it as a cow on the farm, obviously it's not made to, to be used. Now the Shaila is... If you look in the Shulchan Archa, Rav, he writes, Even if you have an animal that's royal to play with, it's still muktzah. So I thought the Shulchan Archa, Rav, just means, yeah, unless you're miyachid for that. I mean, let's say when I buy a dog, I say, you know, this dog is going to be miyachid for playing. So then I talk and change it. But if I just buy a dog stam, even though I could be miyachid it, then the Shulchan Archa, Rav says, it still retains muktzah. So Halach I said, I haven't found any great heter to move a pet on Shabbos or Yom Tif fish, all these animals, birds, they should all be a problem. So you really have to be careful. If you know people that have animals, you really can't move them around much of Shabbos or Yom Tov. I did find an interesting hat if you want to pet a dog. I personally have no desire, but if you want to pet a dog on Shabbos, there's an interesting bear halach on Simon Shin Beis. In Shin Beis, the Mechab over there writes that you're allowed to dry your hands on the tail of an animal. So the bear halach wants to know where is the tail? Is the tail attached to the animal or the tail is detached from the animal? So the bear halach has a shot, it's not attached to the animal. So for Ekti Baruch if it's attached to the animal, you're not allowed to move animals. So he says, no, maybe the hair of the animal is like a separate part of the animal. So you could say maybe a tail is different than the back of the animal, but the Baruch himself leaves off Tzarechin. He's not sure that that's a good chiluk anyways. So Baruch Lamaisa, I would suggest, if you could, stay away from pets at, at, at all costs. And Lamaisa, they present the Muktzah issue. So if someone does have a pet, they really have to work out the halachas of moving them because it gets tricky. You gotta sometimes have to move them if they, you know, if you come up Friday night and they're plopped in your bed, it's not exactly gonna be a Gishmaka situation, but you might not really have a permissible way of moving them. You can yell and scream and make noise, but the Pashtas, according to most places, there's really no permissible way to really move these types of animals. You'd have to come up with some creative way, and there's really no way to pet them, really. I'm saying you see very often here in the neighborhood, you see people that walk their dogs and they tell the kids, come pet the dog. 
It's not really right. You shouldn't tell the kids to pet the dog. The dog is muktzah. Maybe you're allowed to walk it because it's tired by the chayim, but the animal, we should not encourage such behavior. Again, anyone that does own pets should be more familiar with these halachas. Actually, a guy wrote a sefer. I have it. A guy wrote a sefer called Pets and Halachas. It's in English. Fascinating sefer. He goes to all different styles that come up with owning pets. I don't own pets. My kids are so scared of pets when dogs come, they go to the other side of the street, so it's not a gay for me. But if you're looking into getting into pets, and you have pets, or you want to get pets, it might be a good idea to look into it to be more familiar with these halachas.